Today we're going to be talking about how to not take things personally. This is something that has affected so many of our lives where people say something and we take it personally and we make things about ourselves. And uh, sometimes maybe like, what would you do if two people were walking down the hallway and they turned and they looked at you and then they looked at each other and they just started laughing. It's like, would we, uh, what would go on in our mind or think, oh, maybe they're laughing at me or maybe they're, uh, they, they think I'm, I'm silly or they just said something mean or, or would you be thinking, hey, they must have noticed I have some new shoes on and maybe they want to find out where they can get some too. Or like what goes through our minds when certain things take place or maybe people say some mean things or some hard things and difficult things. How do we stop ourselves from being so hurt or from being so sensitive in situations where um, it can cause us pain or hurt? So today we're going to be looking at uh, four very practical steps that you can apply immediately today to stop taking things personally. My name is, is Enoch Leffingwell, and here at the Army of Youth, we are passionate about helping young people to identify their unique talents and to dedicate them to Lord's service. If this is something that interests you, I encourage you to subscribe and follow us on social media so that you can get more messages just like this one. So how can we stop taking things so personally. Now, what does that mean to take things personally? Uh, a lot of times where we begin wondering, as, as sometimes people can say criticism, or maybe people are giving helpful feedback. In their mind, they're trying to assist and, and to um, encourage. And sometimes we're, we're not very good with, with feedback, or we think people are being critical towards us or towards me in, as an individual, and then I get hurt. And when I get hurt, I want to avoid people, or I want to avoid uh, feedback or counsel or whatever the case is and it causes us um, a lot of pain and suffering that um, really I want to help you to be able to eliminate this um, so that we don't have to be suffering so much in life. One of the, the, the big things that I've learned, the big idea number one, is uh, to trade your expectation for appreciation. Now what do I mean by that? A mentor of mine, Sebastian Braxton, taught me one day that all upset is because of unmet expectations. And I thought about that, I'm like, what? All upset is because of unmet expectations. A lot of times when we get upset, trace it, like I challenge you to look back and think, like what was the expectation that didn't happen? Or there was something that was expected and didn't go the way I wanted, and then I got upset. I mean, I saw it across board. When I first learned this principle, I began to realize that Hold on. I apologize for that. Um, with when I began to learn this principle, what I started to do was um, I would look and wonder what is the expectation here. When I see someone in that household who got upset, they were they were frustrated about something, or I noticed that they were starting to get bothered, and I'm like, what was the expectation? What happened? And then uh, maybe. There was a, maybe someone responded a certain way that they, that they weren't expecting. And so they started getting hurt because they were starting to take things a little personally. And, um, but what I started to realize is the moment that we start getting upset, in that moment, think, what can I appreciate about this experience? What can I appreciate about the individual or, the, or this experience? What can I learn? What am I gaining? What can I appreciate? 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, would God 
ask us to be thankful for something that would mean to do us harm? Absolutely not. So with this, we can be certain that there is something that we could be grateful for in every situation, every unmet expectation, and you could be upset or you could be grateful, but you can't be both at the same time. So whenever you're going through this hurt, look for something in that moment to appreciate. And it could be to appreciate about the individual or maybe uh, just recognizing uh, the situation. Maybe it's growing you or maybe there is opportunities to exercise love and compassion and patience. Hey, is God, is God punishing you or is he answering your prayers? Have you been asking for patience lately? Then this might be an answer to your prayer. Whatever the case is, um, trade number one is trade your expectation for appreciation and it transforms a lot of things and you, we stop taking things so personally. Uh, the second thing that um, I learned is is to give others the benefit give others the benefit of the doubt that you actually give yourself. Now, what do I mean by that? M- Matthew chapter seven verse twelve, Jesus says, "Do to others what you would have done to yourself." So, in other words, I I see that well. I give myself the benefit of the doubt when I'm making an unmet expectation with someone else, or when I my behavior is different than what they expect. Um, and so if I give myself that benefit of the doubt, then why don't I give that to others? So here's this, this fundamental um, error that we, we tend to attribute as human beings that when it has to do with someone else's unmet expectation or something that they've done, we tend to attribute these to a personality conflict or an issue. We take these things personally, or we start thinking about their thoughts and their feelings, their motives, their character, what goes on in their head, things that we don't really know. But when dealing with our own issues or the things that we say or the things that the, the unmet expectations that we create, we attribute these things to environmental or circumstantial situations. So for example, um, let's say sometimes I would be like sending a message to a friend or like maybe we find ourselves texting someone and then um, they see my message and they don't respond. And it's like, oh no, did I say something wrong? It's like, should I apologize? It's like, oh, I, I, maybe I offended them. Or why, aren't they, why didn't they respond to my message? It's like, oh no, what did I do wrong? And I'm starting to think like, how could I have said that better or different? Or, or like, what should I do differently? Or maybe, and so I start like guessing like what, what happened or what's going on in their mind. I think that there's, if there's something... Um, that I did to them, but that's me taking things personally. So what is so much better is like, what if I read a message and I don't respond? A lot of times I go through and I think, well, um, well, yeah, I'm busy or I, I'm, I'll respond back to them soon. Um, sometimes I forget, um, but some like I try to, or or maybe there's just a lot of things going on in life right now, and and uh, I would love to. I, I liked what they said. I'm excited to respond to them, but. Um, I sometimes it, I might delay. I don't do it immediately. So there's so when attributing to myself, I I I credit it to circumstances or the environment. But in attributing to others, we tend to uh, we're inclined to attribute to their thoughts or their feelings or personality, like something that's going on in their mind. So anytime that you are tempted to attribute these things. Uh, that these unmet expectations to something that they feel or maybe they, they don't like me or maybe they're upset with me or maybe I, they, I hurt them or something, start, flip the script and, and start thinking, well, give them the others the benefit of the doubt you actually give yourself. 
and start thinking, well, maybe there's an environmental thing, or maybe they're busy, or maybe they've got something going on, and realize that 1 Corinthians 13, 5 through 7, it talks about how love thinketh no evil, and love beareth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. So give people that, that benefit, the belief that they have, they mean to do well, and they're not out to get you, or they're not out to get me. And um, when we could really give others a benefit of the doubt that we actually give ourselves, it can make a huge difference in us not taking things so personally. So that's a big idea number two. Number three is, is so helpful. It's not about you. Remember this. It is not about you. A lot of times when we are taking things personally, every time we're taking it personally, we're it's because I'm thinking about myself or I'm making it about me. Somehow, maybe someone looks at me a little different or maybe um, they, they respond, their body language, how they move or their tone of voice or something that they say and I'm just like, oh, they're upset with me or maybe they're 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 angry or or it could be that they are uh, they are saying rude things or saying mean things maybe they're yelling at me or maybe I could be trying to uh, share the gospel with people and they get really upset and they respond in this intense way and I'm like oh no and I feel rejected or I'm trying to share an opportunity with my friends or my family something that I believe has helped me and I want to share with them and I'm excited to to share but then they cut it down and they talk about all these problems and things that could go wrong and and then I'm like, oh, I feel hurt. I feel rejected. I, f- I feel like this is like this. Is, they don't like me. They don't support me. Why are they doing this to me? And this is all about me. But it's not about me. A lot of times it's so helpful to realize that there's an experience that they've gone through. If they're upset with me because I'm sharing the gospel, they're, they're really not arguing with me. They're arguing with God and and who I represent. And that's the same thing with Samuel the prophet. When they asked for a king, Samuel was like, God, they're rejecting me. But God's like, look, Samuel, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. That I would no longer be their king. Give them a king. It's not about you, Samuel. It's about me. And when we could distance ourselves from the experience, from the words, from the experience, what they're going through, and and realize that it's, it's really not about me. It's like whatever other people say doesn't change who I am. It, then we could free ourselves from other people's opinions and we could free ourselves from other people's expectations that they try to heap upon me. But I, we can simply say, you know, I don't accept that gift and I'm going to give that to you. I'm going to give that to God, but don't make it personally. Take it personally because truth be told, taking things personally is one of the highest forms of selfishness because It is self-centered. It's about me and my issues and my problems. If someone is going to go so far as to hurt you or say hurtful things, something that helps me is to realize that hurt people hurt people. They're not trying to hurt me because really it's something for me and myself that that warrants such like affections of their their thoughts and attention. But it's really they're in pain. They're they're hurting and they're they're in, in they're a victim of, of this situation because anyone who's willing to so poison and speak guile in, in such a vehement way is they're suffering. They're going through some hardships. So when I can understand the pain and the hurt that they're going through, make it about them and what they're experiencing and not me, then it transforms everything. I could endure so much more and, and not get overwhelmed or stressed or tired or, or just um, hurt. But start asking like, Lord, how can I help them? 
how can I alleviate their suffering and pray for our enemies? Because praying for our enemies often does a lot more for us than it does for them. It changes the way we perceive our perpetrators and the perceive those who are going through, um, those who are treating us wrong. So when we're able to recognize that it's not about you, then it transforms everything. So that's the third idea. The fourth is looking at the example of Christ and realize how did Jesus handle these situations? A lot of times we feel that our emotions, our thoughts, and, and um, the way that we react is, is completely out of our control. And if someone is antagonizing us and they're constantly bombarding us, then this is, this is why I get so hurt. This is why I get so offended. But when we look at the example of Christ, like how did Jesus handle it when people treated him poorly? Jesus taught us when someone smites your cheek, turn the other cheek. But did Jesus live up to that example when he was going to the cross and they put a cloak over his face, blinded him, and the soldiers, they smote him, they smacked him on the cheek, and they're like, who is it? Who is it that smote me? Tell us, prophet. Who is it? Prophesy to us. And they spit in his face. How did Jesus respond? Did he turn the other crop, the cheek? He went to the cross and he died for their sins. And while he, even while he was hanging on the cross, was he saying, woe is me. Oh, why is this happening to me? My people are rejecting me. Or what was he saying? Lord, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus didn't make it about himself. He made it about them and how he can serve them. And even while he's on the cross, he wasn't focused on his life that's, that's being sacrificed and everything else. He's over there witnessing to, to the other thief on the cross and saying, Look, verily I say to you, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. He had such a burden for other souls and he cared for them. It is at the cross. It is how we respond to other people's accusations and, and uh, words. And, and, and when people rub us the wrong way, it's at the cross that we can see the greatest example of the love of God and the character of God. And likewise, in your cross, in that moment of temptation, when you're tempted to t make it about you, to take things personally, this is your opportunity to reflect Christ in no better way, no greater way can you reflect Christ than, when, than under persecution, when under attack. And when you recognize that it is that when we could trade our expectation for appreciation it changes everything when we could when we can give others the benefit of the doubt that we actually give ourselves it can help us so much when we realize that it's not about you and and recognize that it's about them or it's it's about someone else like hurt people they hurt people and when we can look at the example of Christ then we could be overflowed with strength and encouragement and joy and realize that we can have such a love that we can cheerfully bow and take up the cr our cross and follow Christ. Because Luke 14, 26 through 28, the Bible says, If any man seek to be my disciple, let him take up his cross and follow me. Otherwise, we cannot be a disciple of Christ. So friends, I want to encourage you, the next time you think about taking things personally or when you're tempted to get offended or hurt uh, by what other people have done or said, just remember you can't choose your circum you can't change your circumstances but you can choose your reaction and i hope that these four steps have been helpful for you to not take things so personally and friends if you would like an opportunity 
where you can be surrounded by people who love you, who encourage you, who can strengthen you through these difficult times that you're going through. A lot of times we can hear these things. It's like, wow, I'm encouraged and I'm strengthened to do this. But when you can surround yourself with people who are going in a similar direction, who are striving in like manner to not take things personally, but to live for Christ and for others and to dedicate their talents to Christ's service, it can help so much. So I wanna extend an invitation to you to come meet my friends, to come meet my family. And every week, the Army of Youth, we get together to have these online small group Bible studies. And we call them squads, because we're part of an army. And in this, there's gospel soldiers from all around the world. They come together to meet for one hour, one hour a week, and they study the Word of God. Many things like this, so that we could practical concepts practical things, actual steps we can immediately apply to our life to receive a transformation. People's lives are changing in these small groups. And I want to invite you to join us for free. And if you're interested in coming for fellowship, for support, for training, for a discussion where you can interact with other people and practice uh, some of the principles that I learned uh, that I'm sharing with you today, then I invite you to go to the website, thearmyofyouth.com forward slash squads. And I encourage you to sign up today. That's again, thearmyofyouth.com forward slash squads. And you can sign up today. If you like this video, then share this with someone else. Who do you know that could use encouragement and equipped for no longer taking things personally? Go share it with them. And together, we can help train and rightly train an army of youth to finish the work. And remember, friends, this may seem difficult. This may seem overwhelming at first. But it's so encouraging to remember that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called.